If you have a fantasy football question you need answered before your draft, don't miss Locked On Fantasy Live Wednesday, August the 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will answer your questions live or submit them ahead of time to at Locked On Network on Twitter. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am Dave Harrison. He is Chris Russell. We are your hosts of the show. If you haven't already, please click subscribe or follow for the podcast. Leave a rating, leave a review, and help other fans of the team find us. When we're not here, find Chris over at Team 980 with Pete Medhurst Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also find them on the Odyssey app. You can find this show on the Odyssey app as well on Twitter. Chris is at WrestleMania621. I am at DHarrison82. The show is at LockedWFTPod. Chris, there is a video. There's plenty of video going out there, especially from training camp practices, game highlights, all kinds of stuff. But there is a specific video that is, is causing some buzz within the Washington football team fan base. And that is episode three of their Making the Brand series where they went through, and I think it was brilliantly done, they go through and they kind of show a behind-the-scenes meeting. Jason is there, Coach Rivera is there, some other people are involved. You got fans in the stadium kind of reacting to the name change news and then getting getting thrown up some team name ideas up on the screen. And then the part that really got everybody talking is at the end of the video, Jason and Ron Rivera talking, they start saying, I really like this team name but they they blur out or mute out however mm-hmm. you would distort out the team name itself and they just kind of have this going back and forth like oh i like i like it i like it as well like it's it's really well done and i've seen some fans that have come through and they've kind of doctored it a little bit jason wright even interacted with one of them saying oh you got me you yeah. you uncovered the hidden audio and and all so it's it's just really one it's another great example of how this team is really kind of reshifting their focus on making sure that the community and the fans understand that they hear them they appreciate them they want them to be a part of the process and the other part of it i mean it's just a brilliant job from the video crew the editing the communications department jason wright ron rivera all like across the board but then it seems like there are three options on the table. I don't know if you believe that or not, but of the team names that were shown in the stadium to them, uh, let's let's first break down the team names that were shown and then get your thoughts on on all of them. Yeah. So uh, presidents, brigade, red hogs, WFT, which current commanders, armada, defenders, and red wolves were the names that were shown as part of this making the brand video uh, that the team clearly obviously edits together, edits, edits together and gets everybody all up in a lather. Uh, but David, as you pointed out, and you're right, uh, in our little show notes here, there was one name that you know some people have mentioned and some people think is one of the finalists that was conveniently missing from the video that they showed at FedEx Field, which was... Red Tails. So the question becomes, I know there are other podcasts out there. Uh, I know there are other sleuths out there, maybe (laughs) with more time than we have, that are desperately trying to decode the names. Yeah. And people think it's 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 you know red wolves and commanders and 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 uh, and and red tails and all that stuff. But red tails, as you correctly point out, was not shown on that video. Does that tell you anything? 
I mean, it could because, you know, in, in media, especially in, in, in a project like this one, it's it's almost a little bit of it is, is how much is said, but then almost how much is not said. Right. So that's that's kind of thing. And a lot of people are kind of assuming that the actual team name is not going to be in these videos presented. But at the same time, I mean, listen, when Red Wolves came up, like every fan clip that they had shown, like they all pretty much liked it or got excited. They showed the fans howling about it. There was a logo uh, that was like a, a W in burgundy and gold and had like a claw design of the people. Like, I mean, if it's not going to be Red Wolves, they are doing a really, really good job of making sure that everybody who wanted Red Wolves is going to be extremely disappointed. <laughs> so I, I kind of, I'm almost like, oh, you guys are kind of playing with fire. You're getting a little, too, a little close to the point where you cause such a stir with the name Red Wolves that people are actually going to be angry if it doesn't turn into Red Wolves. But I mean, well, well let, let me let me jump in on you and just counter and just counter your point by asking a question. I understand completely what you're saying, but but does if it's not mm. Red Wolves, which I don't believe it's going to be, I, although that would be one of my yeah. favorites. If it's not Red Wolves, are they, while they're running the risk of making people mad, there's no doubt about it. Are they doing a good job, though, of selling the point, which is, hey, we are listening. Yeah. We are considering this name. This name is being heard in our corporate office. And isn't that part of the whole inclusion process? Yeah. So are they not doing their job and therefore a smart job, even if they don't pick it by featuring it and saying, hey, look, it is under consideration. And we paid a lot of like attention, like you said, the how, <laughs> you know, and all that stuff in the video. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, they absolutely are. It definitely shows that they have the pulse of the fan base and they're aware of what the fans want. It's just it's a matter of being able to do it. Uh, you know, from a legality standpoint, more than anything else with the trademarking right. uh, and everything else. But man, I'll tell you, Chris, when those fans started howling, I mean, it's individual fans or, you know, a family of fans. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine FedEx field like two minute warning or three minute, you know, third down and long or something and the entire stadium just starts howling at, at the same time. That's mm -hmm. that's some bone chilling type of stuff right there. That's that's pretty unique. Um, and that's something that that a lot of people, I think, could get behind. Um but if it's not Red Wolves, let's let's go through some of these other names. Uh, so again, Red Tails again, not shown, but maybe not shown on purpose. So let's for right. for the sake of our conversation, throw Red Tails in there. We got President's Brigade Red Hogs, uh, which which Chris the Hog Farmer flat out said he didn't like the term Red Hogs. He wouldn't mind Hogs, but not Red Hogs. Washington Football Team, uh, which again I'm kind of in the mode of if they're going to stick with Washington Football Team after doing all of this, I think, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I think it's gonna be a mixed bag of reactions to that. Yeah. Uh, there's, there, I, there's almost yeah, no chance. Yeah. Commanders, there. Armada and Defenders. So of the names that are available outside of Red Wolves, uh, if you had to pick one of those, which one would you choose? All right. So I wouldn't go with Defenders because the uh, XFL team was the DC Defenders. Right. Uh, so that's too close to me. Uh, Armada and eh. Commanders, I can see, but like, I don't know. It just doesn't do much for me. The Washington commanders. I mean, like, what do you, let's go commanders. Eh. Uh, we just discussed <laughs> WFT red yeah. hogs. I'm with you. I, I would, you know, and, and others, I would prefer to be the, the hogs as opposed to the red hogs. But I, I mean, if you want to include the red in there, I guess that wouldn't uh, bother me again. Brigade was the Baltimore brigade in the XFL. Remember we had, uh, Omar Smith on a couple of weeks ago. He was the head coach of the Baltimore Brigade. The presidents, 
too cheesy, yeah. uh, too, I don't know. I know they wanted to represent the nation's capital, but again, too cheesy to me. Like, I think it's important to have a shortened name or a name that you could have a nickname to. And that's the problem with a bunch of these names is I don't, you know, outside of hogs and wolves, I don't see like any way to really shorten the name from what the full name is to the shortened kind of snazzy name is, i.e. in the NHL, capitals to caps, right. nationals to nats, uh, you know, and so, you know, and so on and so forth and so many other names. So that's a little worry for me. Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of that makes sense. Um, I think if I had to pick one from this list, honestly, I think I would go Armada. If it's really? if it's not going to be Red Wolves, I think I'll go Armada. Yeah, and and that might be a little surprising to some of our listeners and you yourself because it's a naval yes. theme, right? And I've been saying that if you go with a naval theme, you kind of have to throw blue in there, and you don't want to mess with the color scheme. I don't think. But when I think Armada, I mean, yes, it's a naval term, but it's it's kind of just a, a very strong word, right? A, a group of of items. I mean, it doesn't have to to necessarily stick to uh, the naval theme. I'm sure it probably kind of would, but I don't know. I kind of like it, and I kind of look at it. And the word war, which a lot of military euphemisms and, and examples are used in football, trenches, and, and all that stuff. Uh, if you take the WA from Washington and you overlap it with the AR from Armada, you got war. And that's kind of, I don't know, maybe, maybe they can do some logo magic with with that, with the W and then the A and the R. I don't know, maybe, hmm. maybe something. Again, Red Wolves is my favorite. It's going to be my favorite. We keep saying on this show that there's there's a lot of hurdles and and we don't know that the team is going to be able to clear those hurdles. And I and I completely understand that, and I'm sure a lot of fans do. But you know what? As much as I am a fan of offseason hype, I'm also going to keep the Red Wolves name alive on this show as long as I can because that's my favorite. And and the howling, I mean, Chris, we're not allowed to cheer in the press box. I might get I might get talked to one time for howling at some point in time. If, if, you know what I mean? It, it, it just might be a thing that has to happen, um, right. or maybe I'll just have to take a game off from the show and, and go as a fan or something. I um, I totally agree with you. The yeah. whole howling thing yeah. would be would be that's legit. Know, I mean, it's not like nobody does that, uh, but I, it's not just something you see a lot. Uh, and 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 to me. Um, like you need to have something that unites this fan base yeah. and that could be it. That I just, be oh it. man, like third and third and eight Dallas Cowboys on the Washington 36 yard line, seven point, you know, seven point spread in the, right. in the game and the entire, you know, FedEx field or whatever the next stadium is called is just a bunch of Washington fans howling. I mean, I don't know if you're Dak Prescott, I don't know how you don't call a timeout and, and yeah. go get a sip of Gatorade. Yeah, um, that could that could make the fan experience great. And don't forget, like I know real quickly, we got to go. Don't don't forget, like um, like what they do in Minnesota with the skull, yeah. you know, which I, I've always thought is kind of weird. I, like I don't get that whole thing, <laughs> but damned if the whole stadium isn't in unison going yeah. skull skull, you know that type of thing. And the players love it too because they yeah. understand that it creates a chaotic environment for the opponent. Absolutely. And and much more to come from the team themselves. And we'll obviously be keeping track of it. We'll have conversations here on the show. If you have thoughts on team names, drop them in the voicemail line, drop them in the email or in the Twitter DMs. Chris will break down all that information at the end of the episode. And who knows, maybe we can convince our friends over betonline.ag to drop some prop bets on potential team names. And if they do, you should take advantage of it because they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether it's baseball games, football games, prop bets, team prop bets, records, whatever you, whatever your flavor is, get all your latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs at betonline.ag. 
Head over to the website now. Get your sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Again, head to betonline.ag, sign up today, and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. As always, we thank you for being a part of the show. And as David mentioned, we'll give you, uh, as usual, the voicemail and email information. Plus, we'll have uh, some reaction from you guys straight ahead. But, David, I was at practice on Tuesday morning. Uh, as the last practice I'll be able to attend before the Cincinnati game. They only have uh, one more. Uh, so, um, you know, it, like, like I just wanted to kind of, you know, run through a couple of observations that I had uh, and stuff that we've talked about. Dustin Hopkins unofficially was five of five. I thought he was four or five. Other reporters had him at five of five. They have a better eye than I do uh, sometimes for those things. So I'll, I'll trust them uh, and, and just give them credit for five of five. If that indeed was the case, and even if four or five uh, was the case, I, you know, I, look, it, it doesn't mean that he's going to all of a sudden be great. Um, this is an operation, as Tressway described to us on Monday, that takes a lot of detail and a lot of precision and a lot of timing and a lot of reps, right, which they just hadn't had together. Uh, I think it was a good sign that Dustin Hopkins had a good day on Tuesday because uh, a week ago, he missed two field goals from 44, mm-hmm. and then that bled into the New England preseason game. Uh, something to get excited about or hopeful about or still need to see it in the game? Uh, you still need to see it in the game, but uh, you know it, it's good to see even on the practice field because, like you said, a lot, so much of it is about the mechanics, um, and, and I can talk about this from watching kind of the rise and fall of Matt Gay uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in practice. He was nailing field goals. I mean, he was nailing 65 yarders. Uh, at practice, of course, there's no pass rush and all that stuff. But then he was missing. Everybody kind of noticed that he was missing 35 yarders from a certain hash. Uh, and in the season, if you go back to that year's Giants game, which Washington fans might remember because it's the Giants, so you tend to pay attention a little bit more. Um, the Buccaneers had a huge lead. Saquon Barkley got injured. Uh, Daniel Jones was having a terrible game. They come out in the second half. The New York Giants just look like a completely different team. And then the Buccaneers have... Uh, the ball from 35 yards out and Matt Gay misses a field goal from the exact same hash, the exact same spot that he had been missing from practice. So, I mean, those things do sometimes come back uh, and rear their ugly head. So hopefully in this case, the transfer is going to be positive one. And maybe those three are kind of getting their things, uh, their system in sync. All right. And moving on Landon Collins uh, today, um, Tuesday, Uh, I thought was the best that I've seen him. Uh, He's looked good. He's looked fine. He's been out there. He hasn't missed days. He's been spotted from time to time as they continuously change up their rotations and their pairs. But I mean, he's been out there every day, mostly with the ones uh, and, 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 and looked fine. David on Tuesday, I, I saw a different Landon Collins. I saw Landon Collins that I hadn't seen in coverage Uh, A couple of pass breakups, and then on one, he started in a two-deep safety formation and ran on a diagonal all the way across the other side of the field to stuff out a run along the sidelines that was like a little pitch toss that got strung out. And the straight line speed and the closing ability from where he come from where he came from, I should say, plus the pass breakups, really encouraging. And you know I was hard on Landon Collins. Uh, he is mm-hmm. so far defying, in my in my opinion, the odds and my expectations at least. 
Yeah, and that's great because, I mean, that's, that's a young player that had a lot of potential coming into the league, and you saw flashes of it, and you saw some moments where you didn't see it, and then injuries happen, obviously, and and maybe a little bit of frustration, you know, as a player. Uh, so if he's out there, you know, playing with his hair on fire and, and, and putting it all out on the field, that's exactly the Landon Collins that these coaches wanted to see, and that's exactly, that's exactly the Landon Collins that is going to take care of his own future as a player in the National Football League, even if the team still decides to move on to like a Cam Curl or something like that in, in the future, it's going to ensure that Landon Collins lands somewhere, even if it's not in Washington. All right. And one more note here or two, uh, Troy Apke. I asked Ron Rivera about him after Tuesday's practice. He continues to make plays. Another interception along the sideline. Uh, I think this one was uh, against Ryan Fitzpatrick, if memory serves me correct. Um, and he just stepped in front of a receiver. It may have been against Heineke. I can't remember. Uh, to me, it doesn't really matter. He makes plays every practice. Now, I've seen this before. Uh, he had a really good uh, training camp last year, won the starting free safety job, and was benched in three weeks. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not naive enough to think that the same thing can happen here. But with his versatility, and this is what I asked Ron, he can still play safety in a pinch. He's learning how to play corner. He's one of their core special teamers. Does it buy him time to continue developing in a new position like corner? And Ron basically, Ron absolutely said yes. And yeah. he's still learning the position. I think that's key that, again, in a pinch, he could still play safety. He could play corner. And he's a core special teamer. And, mm -hmm. and to me, I think a guy like Apke is going to be on this roster. Yeah, I mean versatility is, is is the key, especially in this 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 type of NFL that we're seeing today, where there's a lot of motion, there's a lot of trickery, there's a lot of misdirection. You need guys on the field that can do a little bit of everything, and then contributing to the special teams just makes you that much more valuable. And it's it's kind of one of those things that a lot of coaches say is, give me the reasons why I can't cut you, and and the more roles you can fill for your unit and for special teams those are more reasons why this why the coaches can't cut you because there might be a cornerback that's a little bit ahead of you there might be a safety that's a little bit ahead of you there might be a special teams gunner or coverage mm -hmm. guy that's a little bit ahead of you but if you are are close enough to all of them while serving in all three of those roles potentially that will make up for all of those things and that's how you stick on a roster so troy apke i mean even if he's not jumping off the film and jumping off the field during games right now as a cornerback i, I think it makes absolute sense that ron Rivera says hey we want you to try out this new position but we're also going to give you a little bit of, of leeway because of that new position and then like you said being able to go back to safety and then the special teams contributions that's really big as a veteran defender also being able to do special teams that's going to be huge for him and there was one cornerback cleared out on tuesday as the team had to get down to 85 uh, on the roster there'll be more roster cuts next week greg stroman the former seventh round pick from virginia tech uh he was let go along with tight end nick gugamos so he is out yeah. of the picture uh, as well. Um, David, just in, uh, I, I think we have time uh, to, you know, to, to kind of bounce one more thing here uh, real quickly. I, I, we talked about this name a lot, Jarrett Patterson. He, for the first time, was returning kickoffs mm -hmm. on Tuesday at practice. It's Ron almost like somebody predicted that too. Yeah. And Ron <laughs> had indicated that, you know, that this was coming, right? And we talked about this. Um, to me, again, this is an important step because Danny Johnson was the primary kick returner last year. I don't know if he's going to make the roster. He's had a good week or week and a half of practice. He's made a bunch of plays. I got it. But, you know, again, there, there's going to be a roster squeeze somewhere. Jarrett Patterson, obviously we saw what he could do as a running back, as a receiver, mm -hmm. and now potentially as a kick returner. Yeah. I mean, again, that versatility. Versatility is what like every – 
every high school guy that wants to go to college, every college player that's already in a collegiate program, you need to be making yourself as versatile as possible. Like gone are the days of the strong safety who basically looks like a linebacker and can can run downhill against the run, but that's about it. If you're that guy, you're not making a roster anymore. No doubt about it. All right, that's David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. We'll have more practice notes and roster squeeze information as we go throughout the week. But as we always tell you, and as we always ask, we're not just a football show. We are Built Bar fans. So what's your favorite Built Bar flavor? Did you know that Built Bar has 11 delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? So when you talk to a Built Bar fan like David and I, we're passionate about our favorites. You know, peanut butter brownie. I'm a peanut butter brownie guy, but I also like orange. I like mint brownie. I like grasshopper. I like all sorts of different flavor. David loves mint brownie. And there's the other flavors that he likes as well. And you will like, trust me and trust us, you will like whatever you can sink your teeth into. You know why? Because Built Bar is not only great tasting, but they're great for you. You could try a variety box, a mixed box. Uh, you can go uh, on the website and pretty much do whatever you want. And here's what you're going to do is you're going to get a great tasting bar that's good for you. They're high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs. Built Bars are awesome. So here's what we want you to do. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Segment three here at the Locked on Washington football team podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at DHarrison82 at WrestleMania621 and the show at Locked. WFT pod, Chris, we haven't had a voicemail in an episode or two uh, air. We do have some piling up, so we're going to go ahead and clear a little bit of the voicemail box with two voicemails that actually came in before the first preseason game, and we're going to start off with our friend Camion. Fellas, what it do? Camion here. Shockingly, this is going to be a non-football voicemail. Let me tell you about my experience now with Bill Bar. Well, Somehow my better half, shout out to her, got a hold of non-chocolate one, the birthday cake one, as a matter of fact, finally got to try it. First, I got attacked by the sprinkles when I opened it. I guess I was that excited, but I got to say, and I'm not a fan of birthday cake flavor, you know, eh, but I got to say it's pretty good. Of course, she's been enjoying them. Her favorite, so far her all-time favorite, is the mint brownie. Uh, the peanut butter brownie comes in third. Uh, salted caramel is second. So it's mint brownie, salted caramel, and then peanut butter brownie. Okay, but I got to say the birthday cake was shockingly pretty good. Now, a little tip for y'all. I want y'all to try it and uh, tell me what you think. What she did was put it in the microwave for 15 seconds. It kind of changed the uh, consistency of it, and it made it, like, it brought out the more men in the one. It brought out the more uh, peanut butter in it, and she said it was, like, really good. 15 seconds only. That's the highest she did it. Uh, also, shout-out to the Bill uh, Bar support team, I know they feel so many emails from me, and they've been all respectable all the time. 
And, yeah, I got to shut them out because I know they're getting tired of me. But keep doing what y'all doing, y'all. I just wanted to give y'all an update on that. And let me know. Try that out and let me know what you think. All right? All right. Uh, I love that. I love to hear that. I'm sure the people at Built Bar love to hear that. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll make sure we get them uh, that to them uh, because uh, they're excellent partners, David, of the podcast and of the company. Uh, so that's awesome to hear. I, I have not tried the microwave version, uh, but I'm all up for anything. I mean, I have a Built Bar pretty much every day. Um, you know, of the week. So uh, I'm always for a different experience or a different taste. Yeah, I, I like the creativity and the ingenuity there. Um, so great stuff there, Cami. We we're glad that you guys are appreciating that. And yeah, I'm, I'm actually literally going to take that voicemail, send it over to Ross Jackson, uh, our NFL channel, channel coordinator, so they can get that to the folks over at Built Bar. I'm Absolutely. sure they'll be happy to hear uh, all of that information. And uh, we've got time for one more voicemail, Chris. So let's hear from a Washington fan in Tampa. This is Walt from Tampa, and hey, uh, Dave and Chris, man, I just called to just let you guys know you're doing a fantastic job. I'm still listening every day, and I appreciate hearing you every day. Uh, I really called to, um, and this is right before the Thursday night game, and I'm really calling to, uh, to tell you where I'm at with the team. You know, a few years ago we had three wins and we had seven wins last year. You know, I like to see progress like I do for my growth stocks, slow and steady and paying dividends. If we could get nine wins with this schedule this year, defense end up uh, top three and we are successful at stopping the run and competitive every game. Hey, we'll be setting ourselves up for a Super Bowl run here real soon. Uh, I look at the team the same way I did you, Chris. Hey, uh, slow and steady. You kept working on me until I said, hey, he's the guy. And now you're the guy. And, hey, the Washington football team, hey, they're the team. I have not felt like this since probably RG3s rookie year you were expecting a lot of things and uh hey we got a lot of the things we we're looking for so hopefully uh we're going to find the same thing with this team here and we can look at the next five to ten years of uh competitive football guys thanks a lot for just being there down here in Tampa. i listen to you each and every day uh keep doing what you're doing and god bless Oh, Walton Tampa, I appreciate uh, the kind words for the show uh, and glad you're enjoying and I love the passion. David, I, you know, I mean, this is the most legitimate excitement, legitimate excitement since 2012. There's no doubt about that. It's a different excitement, but it's the most legitimate excitement since that point. Yeah. And I mean, listen, I don't want to say that it's because I joined the show that all this stuff is happening to the Washington football team, but I mean, it's not necessarily not because I joined the show. Right, exactly. You don't want to take credit, but you're going to take credit anyway. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm, 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 ha I'm, I'm here for all the hype. And I mean, Walt's yeah, in exactly. Tampa, so I don't know if you're just a WFT fan. Maybe you're also a Bucks fan. I don't know. But uh, I went through this with, for years with Buccaneers fans. 
uh, and the fan base. And every year, you know, it seemed like they would get really excited during the offseason. Then it would always falter and you're talking draft by October. So I, I, I'm here for all the hype. I'm here for all the excitement because, listen, football is it's a fickle game in there. And one injury here, a penalty call there, a drop pass there, and, and things can get derailed really quickly. So I'm, I'm super happy that Washington football team fans are enjoying the excitement while they can. Hopefully the team can keep it going all the way through February. That'd be great. If we could all celebrate Valentine, Valentine's Day with a Lombardi. Uh, that would that would be absolutely amazing. But, you know, uh, that, that's only going to happen for one out of 32 teams. So enjoy it while we can. And, and I'm glad to hear that Walt is enjoying the show and the excitement. All right. That is going to do it for this episode. Thanks to Kemion and Walt for joining us via the voicemail line. Of course, if you want to hop on in, make sure your voices are 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. If you are the silent type and you just want to type it out, locked WFTPod at gmail.com. That's locked. WFTPod at gmail.com. And David, don't you know, betting on the Washington football team uh, and the NFL preseason and the Cincinnati Bengals coming into town this weekend doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, plot specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for being with us. As always, thanks for the voicemails. Thanks for listening, downloading, subscribing, and spreading the word. For David Harris, I'm Chris Rose. This is the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast.